Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 77, Richard Jewell. Hello and welcome to the LodgeCast. It's a dreary morning in Burbank. This is why we do it. This is why we do it. We, yeah, 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 yeah. we out here. I'm the LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bishke. There's a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Brother Lucas is in the back. There is a bomb in the Burbank 16 Theater <laughs> in the auditorium we're going to. And <laughs> joining us this morning, this crisp Burbank morning, is our Clintmate. The yeah. one, the only, Brother Nathan. Yeah, I was Wah-wah! trying to... I was trying to think of like what we would call a Clint Eastwood fan, you know, a Clinter or a Cl- Eastwooder. You know? Clintock, yeah. Uh, I can divorce his work from him. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so before we get too much into this, Nathan has informed us that yeah. he doesn't know anything about this movie. Somehow I don't know the history, and okay. I'd really love for you guys just not to, so, not to lay it out. I mean, last Jewel. time, I mean, Dave, Dave cut Rambo down in three words. He said 20% of Rotten Tomatoes, yes. MAGA. Rambo dies. Let's, you know, so I can't have that for this because my one of my only joys watching this would be like the revelation. Let's the truth keep him clear. Let's keep him clear. It is a night of revelation. Let's, I sort of know a little. You know, I know his name and I know he was in the. Papers. You will know his name. <laughs> you will. Know you his will name. know his name. Isn't that the tagline for this I think, movie? I think so. <laughs> Where's Will Sasso? He couldn't have done this one. No. <laughs> I mean, what, so, who are the other big guys that could have been in this role? You know. Listen, this right. is this is a star-making role for its star. Let's see if it works out. The main reason we're here is the man behind the camera, the man with the plan, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Two reasons I'm excited for this. The fifteen seventeen to Paris yes. and the mule. Yes. <laughs> Are those are the last most three hilariously films? bad last, films from last this year. Is the third film in that. Yeah, but those films actually like had something to them. The fifteen seventeen being the real life persons who were involved in the actual incident they were dra- re- dramatizing and recreating and the mule had clint starring at like 90 something years old in like a fucking <laughs> straight from the headline story this has neither of those things this is a straight historical you don't know drama. that you don't, you don't know. know that i do i you do don't know. know i do know i do i do know i read a headline and you don't know me Anyway. No, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody know. knows. There's one thing you can say, one compliment you can say for Eastwood's films is they feel like films. Like he does have, <laughs> he does have, have an eye. Have you seen the fifteen seventeen? I haven't seen Paris. that. I'll, I'll take a. Everybody a listening to this needs to gather the family round the hearth tonight. <laughs> no. And pop on the fifteen seventeen to Paris. Don't get the numbers wrong; it'll be tough to find. <laughs> Just remember, you got to contend with it. It is like nothing else you've ever experienced, 
and it will recontextualize Clint Eastwood completely for you, no matter where you are on the Clint spectrum. Well, the mule is at least entertaining. You could say you could recommend the mule to someone in in to out everyone. of context. The mule has a salad like, dragon. You could kind of cook it up. You this movie be like, we're about to see, I guarantee, you will not have a salad. That's dragon. a guarantee. That's no. a guarantee. This one will have one deep in the. Mind. The hothead no has way. been very fussy about this one. I didn't he, think we were seeing this, and when you were like, "Yeah, we're going to see it," we've this weekend, only been I was like, mentioning okay, it okay, every no, single no, no, episode for the past it. month. Forget about, forget about uncut gems. Forget about a hidden life. We're not forgetting about forget about Black Christmas. Forget about all these other movies that I think our listeners would want us to talk about as opposed to this fucking lame duck. It looks like a duck. It walks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. I took a shit this morning Auto more correct satisfying duck. than what this movie's going to be. Listen, <laughs> this this is a podcast. We have on this podcast what I refer to as recurring themes. Our themes are John Travolta and Clint Eastwood. Mm. That's what we got going I like right that. now. I like yeah, that. I like that in the I so wait. I can't wait till there's no more Clint movies, like because we know the best years are behind him. Like he's not gonna create another unforgiving. But the weirdest years might be in front of him. Yeah, he might have yeah, another ten yeah, years. Yeah, this might be it. <laughs> no way. He's hundred years old in ten years. He'd be doing the Dark Crystal like live action as himself, <laughs> one man show. <laughs> I am still director. Listen. This has a hell of a cast though. We got Sam Rockwell. We got Kathy Bates. We got them all getting nominated. They're both John getting decorated. Ham. We got Your boy John Ham from Bay. Root. We got Olivia Cockburn Wild. We got them all. Listen, they're all running around. I have something to say. People in Hollywood been talking, and you know what that means. So I have two Clint Eastwood uh, bits of trivia. What you guys? Nice. And they're both very personal. Oh, um, the first one my mom could vouch for because it's actually her story. Um, like so back this. in 79, she was assisting the casting director, Marion Doherty at Warner Brothers when Clint was doing Escape from Alcatraz. Nice. Clint wanted Patrick McGuhan, Ooh, the prisoner, Braveheart. To, prisoner. Play, to play yeah. the warden, the warden. And Clint kept saying his name is Patrick McGugin mm. instead of McGuhan. Mm. That's a slippery slope. It's there, a slippery yeah. slope. And so Marion Doherty was listening to Clint say Magoogan this, Magoogan that. And Marion was like, Clint, I don't know who the fuck Magoogan is. If you're talking about Patrick Magoohan, I can get him on the line for you, but it's Magoohan. She, she stepped to prime Clint like yeah, that. Sure she, politely she, she, no, 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 no. She, she dropped F-bombs. Like I love she, it. She definitely, Marion Doherty was a truck driver. Form um, your fucking mouth to shape Magoohan. And then like, That's you know, how he's got to learn. You, you go, you go like 25 years into the future. It's like 2005. Mm. Mm. I'm in graduate film school. Ha ha ha. And I'm taking a summer job <laughs> at Warner Brothers. And my job is a Warner Brothers VIP studio tour guide, which they still have yes. to this day. So you should go check it out. Love it's like it. you go, you know, get on a golf cart and somebody like me, usually a struggling actor, will drive you around the front and back lot and give you bits of trivia. I never knew you were a VIP tour guide. Oh, yeah. It was like Groundhog Day because you do the same tour three times a day. Each tour is two hours. People ask the same questions. Do they film Harry Potter here? Do they film The Matrix here? Do they film, you know, all the movies I love here? Well, the answer is no. The answer is no. They were all filmed in Australia <laughs> or other countries, and no, like, the movies that were filmed here, you probably don't know. Like, second unit on pickup shows. But what was interesting is when I got hired, we were able to drive willy nilly, free like free will, like Ooh, wherever we free wanted. Willy? Yeah, <laughs> free willy nilly. Except the the forbidden zone, 
Mm. And the Forbidden Zone was a stretch of production company bungalows that was like on the north side of the lot, like right where the wall is, that kind of that barum kind of like goes around when you're driving down and over and around Warner Brothers into mm -hmm. Burbank. And those production companies were Silver Pictures, Malpaso, which is Mal Clint's Paso, company. Yeah. And back then it was Section 8, which is now Smokehouse, which is Clooney's company. But the reason it was forbidden was because Clint was the sole person that was like, I don't want these people gawking at me. Like, I'm not an he animal. He was having threesomes. Yeah. And what was interesting is one of the tour guides like had the schutzbah to <laughs> like <laughs> literally walk like cold, like a cold call, like just unannounced, like walk into Mal Paso and like give Clint or whoever was working oh, there no. like his resume and no. was like, I would love to work for you. <laughs> and what was crazy is they hired him like as an intern. They were like, sure. Ooh. It was like one of those like yeah. fucking crazy like success Clint, stories. It's straight, it's straight edge, just like and, Clint. And the kid like, you know, legend got like word got back to us that like Clint like once a day would, would, would come in and he would leave the front door to the bungalow open. And if you if you sat quietly, you know, reading your script or doing your work, eventually like a Warner Brothers squirrel would like scurry into the office. Whoa. And Clint would like feed it some nuts and then it would like scurry out and then he would like leave. I'm surprised he didn't shoot it. He was it's like, like feeding squirrels. He was like this, yeah, he was like this Dr. Doolittle of squirrels, like like movie studio lot squirrels, studio squirrels. <laughs> and I thought like wow. it was kind of bullshit. I was like, that's kind of a weird story. Like whatever. And then you cut to ten years after that. It's like Shit. 2015. This is an epic. And I'm like at home picking my nose and and watching <laughs> YouTube. And there's Bradley Cooper promoting American Sniper. And he starts talking about it. He's like, yeah, Clint's like a squirrel lover. Wow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's the and, proof. And they show photos from like 1968 of like Clint on the set of Coogan's Bluff, like feeding a squirrel. And I'm like, what the? He's fuck? a squirrel whisperer. That adds to his myth for me. I yeah. Can you imagine Google a squirrel Clint running in from outdoor and landing on his shoulder and just like eating a nut with him? Man, Dear listener, know. you will not get this kind of hot gossip anywhere hot, else. No. Some yes. deep anywhere water else. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing, Lucas. Clint the squirrel lover. <laughs> Let's go see him. Let's not fill in any more blanks. <laughs> I feel like you guys are about to ruin everything for, for Sweet Nathan back there. Just Let's just go relax. in blind. Let's deal with the prestige of it all. <laughs> it's going down for real. This was, I think, his lowest opening in 20 years. It'll do better than you. It'll do better than you. made more money than this. Keep it muted. Muted. It's going down for real. It's going down for real. from Centennial Park. 
Saturday morning jewel. Yep, Richard Fool. <laughs> oh man, Clint is back. But before we dig in, Fishy, what's that shot? From Rotten Tomatoes. Directed by Clint Eastwood and based on true events, Richard Jewell is a story of what happens when what is reported as fact obscures the truth. <laughs> Quote, there is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Unquote. The world is first introduced to Richard Jewell as the security guard who reports the findings of the device at the 1996 Atlanta bombing. His report making him a hero whose swift actions save countless lives. But within days, the law enforcement wannabe becomes the FBI's number one suspect. Vilified by press and public alike, his life is ripped apart. Reaching out to independent anti-establishment attorney Watson Bryant, Jewel staunchly professes his innocence, but Bryant finds he is out of his depth and as he fights the combined powers of the FBI, GBI, and Jesus. APD to clear his client's name while keeping Richard from trusting the very people trying to destroy him. What do you guys remember about this time? We were all we were all cognizant in 1996. Well, I admitted that I just don't remember. You I don't mean, remember I, anything I remember about him Jewel. splashing in and being a, in a, a prime suspect. Yes, I only but I have no idea how it. Revolved. I only remembered it a few years later when I went to college because uh, BJ Bobby James was from Atlanta and was was I think he was there. I think he was like part of the melee. He was in the at, mix at Centennial wow. Park. No joke. I used to smoke weed with them in the dorms my freshman year. He's a cool guy. Um, so this is this is on good authority. Though. This they didn't is, have this, an anarchist, and so I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember contemporaneously. <laughs> used to download the anarchist. Pipe I was, it was the summer before <laughs> I entered my freshman year of high school when the actual bombing took place, and I do remember yeah. the bombing happening, but I do not remember uh, the security guard getting railroaded. I just remember Richard Jewell, bad guy. Yes, yeah, so, I think for sure. The, the, yeah. the takeaway was like that guy was the Atlanta bomber, right? Like that's what the media wanted yep. you to believe. And then yeah. this this movie was the corrective of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really got twisted. But I'm was sure. it, though? But was it, though? That's what we're about to get into. Ooh. So, okay. So this movie, let's just say it, it's a bit more competently put together than definitely the 15, 15 17, 17 to Paris. Oh, yes. for sure. For this sure. This movie runs circles around that. And I think it's better crafted than The Mule. It has better cinematography than The sure. Mule. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the DP was actually trying this time. And I think I noticed this was the first DP Clint has worked with that wasn't his former gaffer, Tom Stern, or whatever his name is. Yeah, this yeah. was like a legit <laughs> photographer who was, was like, yeah, was hey, well Clint, what if we shoot it in the, the mirror? And Clint's like, yeah, whatever. Let's yeah, just get the fucking thing keep shot. Keep <laughs> Don't you want to shoot another one? You know, Everybody should be saying that to him. I felt like there was a bit more takes taken on yes, some of this. There were two takes as opposed to one yeah just two though because there was a couple like stutters there were some flubs some setups had more than one angle but he hit it better with this more than one but here's the thing here's what i want to champion about this film right out of the gate it still has that Clint semi-inept tang meat and potatoes Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, of course with that opening shot it is your your director it's like what's our opening shot gonna be uh, we'll let the second unit figure it out. <laughs> ah. What was the opening shot of this? Exactly. Oh, it was, it was literally. Oh, it, was, it was literally nasty. The the Atlanta <laughs> admin ad building. Just, mm, just, yep. just a random yep. fucking locked off, Jeez, tilt remember. up. Let's just shoot the building. Yep. It was a building. And then we'll we'll cut in from that shot to our our lead Richard Jewell pushing a mail cart. You know, eavesdropping on a phone call. But it's like, why the fuck? When you start with Richard Jewell, like as your first the image, first? Like, why why is the first image a fucking exterior establishing of shit we don't even know about? Let me tell you, hmm. the first twenty minutes or so. So I'm talking pre bomb. 
is unintentionally hilarious. Yes. And maybe yeah. the best part of the movie. Yeah. It is incredible. Just the way everything is shot, it's very straightforward. It is almost student feature in some ways. It, mm-hmm. It's a great looking student feature. Eastwick, but can, Eastwick can take some of those, yeah. Just yeah. the awkwardness of the blocking of the actors. Yeah, and, like Sam Rockwell opening his Snickers with his teeth. And like messing <laughs> and then, and, up and, a little bit. And then bit. like throwing the wrappers just on the ground. First it, take. it was like, yeah, I was like, what are you First doing? Take. Like, First take, you only doing? take. Yeah, Rockwell's having a good time throughout. The <laughs> way that Rockwell and Jewel start befriending each other and they play this video game together, some of the most awkward Stage video game. I did not buy that. I, I mean, look, I know it's all I've ever based seen. on fact, they were but that, that video game scene where Rockwell's eating like waffle fries and it's drinking amazing. a Coke, I was like, this doesn't sit right. It does right. not ring it true. It does not at ring all. true for me. Maybe it's because Rockwell's just too cool for me. But my mouth couldn't have smiled any bigger. I was, yeah. my my face was <laughs> fucked up because it was smiling yeah, my so My mouth hard. was hurting from, from smiling so hard in the I first. I enjoyed it too. He, he half, came quick to the nickname Radar and listen, Radar. And, and then they were buddies, man. And then, before you know it, in defiance of LT's prediction, we are thrust into a salad dragon. A scene. big salad dragon, yeah. <laughs> of course, there's a salad dragon <laughs> with Clint Eastwood extras. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. Oh my god. Real people. Real faces. They might have even been the actual people who lived the 1996. Who knows where they got bombing. these people? Because they so were shooting in Atlanta, fucking state of Georgia, tax rebate haven. <laughs> so, like, I was thinking most of these people are probably descendants of the actual people. They cut yeah. to an event at Olympic Park where Richard Jewell is being a security guard. And it's what appears to be a Kenny Rogers lookalike. <laughs> yes. They never they go didn't close even try. on him. They didn't even try with He's that. He's playing the gambler. For about 15 minutes, it seems. It's like an extended mix that he's playing. And the whole crowd is just in rapturous attention. Richard and his mom. Richard's supposed to be working, but he's just playing along to the game. Singing along. And the extras are phenomenal. Everywhere you look, there's a news story that you wouldn't mind following Mm -hmm. after that scene. It blows Alita Battle Angel away in that department. We need to start a series of like extra spotting movies. Yeah. This is this is the the top. And everybody's dancing and doing their own thing in a in a different way. There's no they were told to do some unified moves like okay move your hands up in the air shake them like you just don't care but everybody's doing something different and it is delightful oh it's so good it is a rainbow coalition of extras just demanding the spotlight from anything that you're supposed to be watching <laughs> every corner of the screen and is the salad dragon's shot it's 1996 yes so the must ma- remember the macarena is in full effect the macarena blazes over the speakers and everybody's doing the Macarena slightly at a different pace and at different steps at the same time. And there's a beautiful crane shot of all the extras doing the Macarena oh, at once. Oh, oh 
the, the, I mean, there was some tension built up there because that's day one. <laughs> Macarena tension. For, for, I, yes. I wasn't quite sure when the bomb. I mean, I knew there was well, going to be an explosion. Then so he sees there's a day two after this Macarena but, night. But during the Macarena, we cannot move on from this Macarena <laughs> night. They he sees kind of a suspicious looking dude making his way through the Macarena crowd. So it's like it's an intense kind of follow chase scene through yeah. a sea. Of uncoordinated Macarena extras. Yeah, I was like, are they going to bomb the Macarena? Uh, and finally, the guy with the backpack gets to his destination, and he's meeting up with some other hilarious extras, and he breaks out some beers, and he's just like, he hands them out, and like another hilarious extra is like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> it's incredible. It's everything I come to a Clint Eastwood movie for. Yeah. Like. In the mule, didn't they have a hoot nanny of some sort? There was like a ten minute break. He'll, he'll yeah. work in. Yeah, he'll work get, in live music. Down. Yeah, yeah. He'll work in live music, country, jazz, whenever he can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, there's a bar scene that follows. I mean, where you hear smooth jazz. You know, it's like. Oh, it's great. Eastwood will populate his stuff with what he likes. And before we move on again, too, there's a scene where Richard Jewell is a campus cop, like a rent a cop, mm-hmm. and he busts in on these guys in this dorm room that are partying. I guess yeah. they're drinking beer or something. Beer. And there's just a poster that says beer tonight. <laughs> it's not affiliated with any brand. Yeah. The posters. All the posters this... were beer related. Oh, yeah. you got to watch the walls for posters in Clint Eastwood movies. Because yeah. in 1517 to Paris, there's like a 12-year-old boy that has a letters from Iwo Jima uh, poster yeah. on yes. the wall. Yeah. Anyway, that was a salad dragon scene. And that's just day one at the Atlanta, Atlanta or at Centennial Park. Day two comes, like, in short order. Like, he goes home, and then he's back. It's back to more music at yeah. Centennial Park. Richard's having some problems intestinally. <laughs> he's, he's having some... He's having diarrhea. I think he's having the runs. I mean, he's having yeah. diarrhea. <laughs> so I think they do a pretty good job that, that, of, of deflecting... Well, deflecting where your mind is going. Like, they, they do have passages where it could play both ways, where he's like... Sure. Where he's over here, and he's like, oh, I got to take a dump or something. And he's away from camera <laughs> where this suspicious first call comes in or whatnot. So... <laughs> I mean, Eastwood played it that way. He played it with not yeah. being the complete righteous hero that we're, I mean, he was, a little yeah. bit. Lucas, expected. did you believe in his gastrointestinal distress? Yeah, as a, as a fast food connoisseur, right? It's like, it's honestly, it's, it's two things. It's either it was real. they it's left, they, they left the, uh, the food out too long and didn't refrigerate it properly, mm. or someone forgot to wash their hands. But oh. like I would say one out of mm. 10 times, you get you get something that doesn't sit well. And you think he was he was doing a bang on job conveying that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he, he sells he sells the, the, the gastrointestinal discomfort. So, so so while he's while he's on the job, the music is that fucking song. I'll take you there. I'll take you there. I'll take you there. Aroma, and it plays for so Help long. Me. And Help if you me. if you watch the crowd, the crowd does not lose enthusiasm. <laughs> they are there for it, and he just keeps sweeping past the crowd doing different shit. But you you get a sense of who the victims will be because yes. there's like a, hover, a mother yeah. daughter dwell couple on a that couple. keep taking yeah. pictures, and they mm-hmm. keep cutting back to them. Like, let's take some more photos. Yeah. And then I mean, it gets a little tense. He encounters a group of unconvincing teenage buddies. <laughs> that are throwing some beer bottles against a wall and it's just it they're just not convincing it's, it's and then they're inspecting the backpack and and, and then and they're like how heavy. much do you think we can get for this it's yeah, just heavy it's like, like what, what? Do you, you're gonna sell 
just like, a heavy did backpack. Did you roam around with your friends throwing beer bottles and looking for stuff to sell while dressed like you're in a Gap commercial? They were in a drunk state. Oh, know, my God. It sounded uh, good to them. It, but that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Like, this movie is pretty funny, and it means to be funny. There's but it's also yeah. hilarious where it has no intention of being hilarious. It's just trying to present some characters. Yeah. He sees the bomb. He starts moving people back. He has some friends there that he's working with that could have backed up a lot of the claims that he's about to make after this all goes down. And the movie kind of drops them, which I found was weird. Mm -hmm. But he's instrumental in alerting everybody, gets everybody back. He's like, what are you listening to, Jackknife? Get down. Get out of here. (laughs) Everybody move. (laughs) And then... The bomb goes off. It did surprise me. I See, that's one of the key things. I didn't remember that the bomb went off. I thought maybe, yeah, they just found it. I thought it too, they just I... found a bomb. So I was legitimately shocked when oh, the yeah, bomb went that. off. Yeah, agreed. I, I didn't remember blowing. And it was well it was well done. I mean, it was it was a simple Very special CG, effects. But... but there's a shot where the, you know, it blows shrapnel. Yeah, the shrap- on the statue and it was I thought it was like, wow, that's ugh. I like the crowd reaction when you realize there was nail shrapnel. The crowd in the audience was just like in our audience was just like Oh, that detail really yeah, like so. fuck no fuck you you blew it up and you had the shrapnel fuck you like the crowd was was dialed in on that yeah i wonder how many people don't didn't know this outcome you know of the, of the i movie. don't think right. people remember I think this people shit are rolling all. with I, this thing yeah. pretty clean like i was i read yeah. the schnapps on wikipedia of of jewel and i guess one no, person died 111 were injured or something like that but that one couple that was taking the selfies were uh or not selfies but pictures they were the ones that died yeah yeah or yeah, the, the one up. that Mm -hmm. so after that he's a hero for a little bit and you get to enjoy this like 1996 heroism moment you know in the media media and the media blitz and it's good seeing kathy bates happy she plays his mom she's happy and then they introduce john ham as a hard-charging agent. And Olivia Wilde is a hard charging. Well, yeah. Olivia Wilde, Deuce, a hard charger, gets in introduced this. a little earlier. And her introduction, <sighs> she is so villainous from the second she hits the screen. She's just yeah. When they first she cut to job, her, yeah. when they she first cut to her, she's like, mid sentence. She's like, well, "I'm gonna be doing this." Like you know, they cut right on her face. She is fake news embodied. How did he just let that happen? Yeah, no, I think the two of them honestly <laughs> that has to be direct. Like she read the script and she probably was like, "Clint, I'm gonna play this." Big like Faye Dunaway in Network. Yes, and he was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, whatever, do what she you want. Is Faye Dunaway? Yes. And so she took the conceit of that and like took it one step farther. She went all the way. I mean, it was grotesque. It was it, grotesque. It was it was rough. <laughs> and it was like, and this... in certain certain scenes, they shoot her like a Velociraptor at Jurassic Park, like <laughs> yeah, without exaggeration. Without exaggeration, straight. there's like you know shutter blind shadows, and her eyes are just mesmeric, and it looks like she's about to fucking sink her teeth into your mm-hmm. neck and yeah. suck your blood That's out while you're. A that's tiger the, in the jungle. Uh-huh. That's the other thing that's hilarious about Clint is he does a real hard lit through blinds moment, which means it's a press room. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. That's what that means. <laughs> it means this is a newspaper. <laughs> like just those little visual cues are so old fashioned and yeah. you just relish them coming through. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, hilarious. Like There's an amazing scene between John Hamm and Olivia Wilde at the bar. Yes. Where there where she's Ham's given the information about 
um, Hub Jewel might be a suspect, and they're just it's oh. just the FBI and the media fucking yeah. literally, literally fucking each yeah. other, literally quit, fucking quit each quality, other, change, flirt change, fucking each other, exchanging information for sex, which, okay, which I, is complete and utter unethical, immoral <laughs> transaction. So and and what's yes. and what's and what's co- most controversial about this scene, and what I personally take offense to, is they're using the real life journalist Kathy Scruggs's name, sure. who by the way. Is no longer with us. She died mm. young, like Richard Jewell. But I think Clint left that little title card out at the end, which is even more. Well, of a now, insult. now her uh, the newspaper she worked for is demanding uh, a disclaimer, and rightfully so because Suit. they're tarnishing. They're yeah, this is this under is the bus. Defa- this they're is really defamation. Pissed. Yeah, one hundred percent. But and Warner Brothers has been super pricks about it, like being countered, saying like "fuck you" for not liking our movie. Like we'll we'll stand by it, and like we'll see you in court. Like they're not even apologetic in the slightest, which is sickening. Right. To me. So mm-hmm. the more you dig down into this, and I was just trying to watch it on a basic going to a holiday movie level, but I know that if you just dig below the first level, when you see that it's the media and the FBI yeah, literally why fucking this, each Clint? other. Why are you making this? Clint, why are you yeah. making this yeah. right now? I know. It's the what worst type possible. of ideology are you trying to support? Yeah, through it's, it's, this it's MAGA through and through. Quote, yeah. unquote, yeah. true story. Yeah. Trump, Trump is Jewel. I'm trying to, well, I'm still with Matt. Too. And right? like, I, I get to see, I, I could see like Sam Rockwell as the Clint Eastwood surrogate. Are like, we like, going to be professional? Are we going to be professional about this this movie going experience and, and try to? No. <laughs> Rockwell's Giuliani. Jewel is Trump. He's like, well, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. You got the FBI. You got you got James oh, Comey as John Hamm. You got Rockwell and and Giuliani are just about the same level of fake, fun of funny. Yeah, you got fake news. CNN. Uh, Olivia Wilde running in. Yeah. I mean, she's not with CNN, but. Yeah, yeah, but that's there's it's it's easy to see what he's up to. Yeah, it's exactly what my. But I I yeah I I knew from the trailer like from the moment I saw the trailer this movie's a fucking sham, <laughs> because even though even though like yeah it's not a rel- relatively recent terrorist bombing or whatever. I do remember it like being made clear that he was innocent and it was right. a total fucking mistake. And like that, that I do remember. Yeah, by that nobody so, cared. So though. when I saw the trailer, I'm like, motherfucker, he was innocent. So like, why are you making this? Like, why are you making this? And if you yeah. are making this, there are better ways to make it. But like the way that he made it is not like acceptable to me. Like just, I just felt like, and they didn't even put at the top, you know, inspired on, uh, based on true events or inspired by like, they, they kind of just present it. It just says I'm a Paso yeah. production, Richard Jewell, shot of a building and then cut <laughs> cut 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 to the mail car and the and the movie unfolds right yeah. but then when you when you find out that Kathy Scruggs is a real person and you go home and you're like ew wasn't she just so opportunistic and gross and then of course they have this fucking change of heart which is just like insult to injury where like at the end That's of the movie That's not believable she does, yeah she pivots 180 yeah, degrees and an we're laughing at it we're like laughing at her We were the Jesus only moment. ones we were the only ones in the theater laughing there's there's a hilarious situation where they need to find out if Richard Jewell was even physically able to do the crime and they do this by timing how long it takes to go from the park to this payphone where they received this mysterious 911 call saying there was a bomb. Mm-hmm. And Rockwell does it. And he's already kind of on board at that point. But then there's a musical cue. And then Rockwell's like, he didn't do it. This guy didn't do it. We're going to help mm-hmm. this guy. We're going to help this guy. <laughs> and then Olivia Wilde goes late in the game and does the same thing. And she starts to cry. And she's like, he didn't do it. Yeah. It's like she knew it all along. It's like, like, what? 
<laughs> they gotta tell you. Gotta tell you, it's meat and potatoes filming. It is very meat and potatoes. It's very straightforward. It's Let's, it's refreshingly conventional. For it me. is very very refreshingly. Conven- I, don't I think, think movies like this are gonna get made a lot of them. Nathan, I, mean, no, I think Eastwood I think you and I are sniffing around the same page East, on this. East, one. Yeah, Eastwood yeah. gets this aid because of his legacy. And because he's an institution at Warner Brothers, like, it, yeah, he'll get he'll get anything he wants made. And I guess, you know, what Nathan, brother Nathan was saying before the movie, he was like, who else could have played this? And in the credits we saw, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill were producers because I right. vaguely remember Jonah Hill yeah. um, being attached to this because I think DiCaprio and Leo was going to be the, the, the van- Rockwell, the, maybe. The, yeah, the Vanity Fair article or whatever article they based this entire script on or the book or whatever. That'd be an interesting movie. Um, be a little bit of a different bent to it, yeah, like a yeah. fat guy script. But yeah. but I mean <laughs> I, I mean I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is I appreciate Eastwood casting Paul Hauser Walter I, I think that's yeah. his name who plays the lead character. Because, you know, uh, he's a character actor, right? Yeah. He's not a leading man, but he's in a leading role, and it's the role of a lifetime. It is. It and is. and I was just thinking, like, man, how did John Candy, like, never get his Richard Jewell, like, in the 90s, you know, before he passed? Like, he would have. Like, he why didn't he? If the yeah, 90s would have unschooled Buck, a little like, bit more. You know, yeah, like, why didn't, like, a Tarantino-type person try to reinvent John Candy? Because, you know, I always love John Candy's comedies, but you only see a glimmer of his gravitas in Oliver Stone's JFK. A glimmer of gravitas, the and, John Candy And story. so when I was watching Richard Jewell today, I was like, you know, the one thing I, I can respect is Clint Eastwood's like I want this guy. I like, thought he I was great. I don't, yeah, he was. No, I he was fantastic. Think, I don't think he hit a wrong note. No, agreed. He carries it. Like he truly is the heart. He's and really, soul. yeah. He's really someone who's like not on camera a lot. Like some some character like that. So yeah. the the piece kind of that relu- that kind of persecuted hero, which is which is kind of uh, found again again with Sully. You know, I mean Eastwood's been following these. <laughs> he loves it. Uh, and Sully is <sighs> he sees himself like as a pure. Do we do we Sully on the cast? Was that a cast? <laughs> that's too old. Yeah, that's too old. Yeah, yeah. Pre, pre-cast. pre-cast. I remember laughing out loud in that theater. But Eastwood's you know, like following some of the extras things again. You know, Eastwood's <laughs> following that. You know, he's. I think he finds that material that he's attracted to, and he does it. And I don't know how you guys keep laying you know, like his. Agenda on it, and I know it's got to be there. It's, it's got to be there. there. Oh. But I feel like he does there. work, and he pulls a trigger on certain projects instinctively. I also like that Brother Zach was telling me he heard an interview with the actor who plays Richard Jewell, and he was just working at a Five Guys Burgers and Fries like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, yeah. No, TV, I knew he got the role of a lifetime in I, Tanya. He and Kathy Bates together. Right. I, Tanya. I believe, I believe it from the first nanosecond. Yeah. I'm there. They had that great, has to they work had great chemistry. It has to work. Great rapport. All the chemistry in the movie was great. Rock, I Rockwell. I mean, Rockwell we and yeah. everybody. We didn't know great. we were getting to, and I read in the headline, but it, it's a comedy. It for, is for the middle chunk of it. Like it's. It um, has to be. Yeah, it, it would be deadly if it was not. It's so oppressive. And, and I would expect Clint to not know. Yeah, I would expect yeah. Clint to be like, ah, it's too funny. This is serious. Yeah. You know? But no, he lets it fly. He yeah. must have. I mean, he, he got Rockwell, I think. I mean, Rockwell's he's having like, a good time. Rockwell's Rockwell, having a great time. Rockwell and his secretary and like uh, some of the supporting cast that comes out from them, it really made it work. This role is as custom made for Sam Rockwell as the Ford v. Ferrari role was made for Christian Bale. 
Like it is. Oh, for sure. It is a direct a fit. So and I a mean, direct hit. if if I was a network TV executive, I'd be like, get Sam Rockwell in here. Monday get him morning, in cargo Monday, shorts. Monday morning, we're gonna give him a Night Court type series yeah. where he plays like Night a su- Court with a su- Sam Rockwell as su- Judge su- Harry. Yeah, he's a, he's a southern lawyer too, who's like just not super, above. Nobody's above Night Court, Nathan. Who, who, yeah, just oh, goes, yeah. who just goes to arcades <laughs> on his lunch hour to have some waffle fries. Night and Court on HBO. Rockwell's so, <laughs> Rockwell's so good because he knows when to be quiet and like be yes. present as an actor, and he also knows when to be loud. And this this role was a real flashy. Yeah, role. I've always he loved him. Well. He's he's amazing. He's he's amazing. It's perfect. What about Hammy? What did you think about John Ham? You know, I always thought he was going to be a big big star, and I guess. Uh, he just was on Mad Men one too many seasons because it's like, yeah, I think he'll always just be this guy. This guy. Yeah. And that's fine. I love him. I think he's great. And he was good here. But like, it bums me out because I feel like, you know, originally David Fincher wanted him for Gone Girl. But Matthew Weiner oh. was like, nope, not I'm not going to work the board. I'm not going to like let you out of that your sucks. your hiatus or whatever. So can you kind of cock lock? I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of John Hamm. We just saw him in uh, Lucy and Sky. That oh, is, we did, him didn't that. we? I hate him in that. I The thing is, I think he's a solid actor but there's not there's not another layer there for me well it's tough to judge in this one olivia wilde and john ham are such characters they are of fbi and media that you can't really judge their performances like they're just villains yeah straight up the the crowd was the crowd was basically hissing at him (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) they the crowd in our theater was a little older i mean it's it's a clint eastwood movie early in the morning it's a burbank morning what are you gonna get so you're definitely you're definitely gonna get people who clap at the end and And there were people who clap shockingly it was a smattering but it was was also interesting because it's a long movie it's over two hours 215 and as the movie went on Bones started to calcify out there, and you could hear just people like, oh, oh. They're, they're in their apartment looking out the blinds. Yeah, there was yeah. a couple of drags, big drags. Yeah, and then when it goes into the court, you know, you're thinking it's, oh man, we're gonna go into courtroom court Sully, yeah. you know, like the last nope. forty minutes of Sully, and the simulation failed every time. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't get our day in court, which is fine. I didn't yeah. need a full fleshy thirty God, minutes of yeah. court. No, no, but no. you know what I did need? I did need John Hamm's character finding out six years later that somebody else did. Sure, like yes. so. So you're not gonna show us that? Then go fuck off. Yeah, you know, fuck we, off. We could have used a little bit of uh, come to Jesus from Ham. Repentance. <laughs> he never does. But otherwise, I mean, we get our emotional catharsis. We don't. We don't get to see Jewel and his mom reunite after he realizes he's not a suspect anymore. But they've but, had their moments. But they they had <laughs> yeah. plenty of tender moments. Oh, I think Kathy Bates has a moment with her speech. She's I think great. She does yeah. and also the thank you at the end between Jewel and and Watson. Real is, nice. Is solid. Real nice. It's not done in a real showy way. Just no. like Eastwood would do. It has his soft piano. You can see and it, Eastwood and the keys. Clint's Clint's showing off a little bit that he can he can hang with the current trends. There's a nightmare sequence where Jules got a camera. Just see, I thought that was going to be the salad on, dragon on his it face. Is a, it is a mini salad. It's dragon. a mini him yeah. on up with a body cam. There's like two. Running around there's two great. mini dragons that you need to look out for in this. I mean, Macarena will just bowl you over. You can basically yeah. turn the yeah, movie that's, off that's after that. The dragon yeah. for us. But the nightmare scene where there's a camera pointed straight back at his face. He's sweaty. He's at the Get park. There's music here. playing, <laughs> and he's telling everybody in slow motion, "Get out of here." Move back. <laughs> it's great. And then the other mini dragon is when Olivia Wilde gets her story printed. 
and th- there's a headline of it. She comes back to the newsroom, and everybody, you got to watch the extras in this too. too. That felt very. You got to watch the extras in this because so gross. They're clapping, but so their faces are just like dead. Yeah, and she just vamps for like a solid minute where like she's laughing like, and she's like cackling. She's like, <laughs> like that didn't yeah, happen. It's Clint. like some Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Nothing Cruise remotely mania. like that happened, Clint. Come and then she, someone hands her the headline. She holds it up and she's like, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like a kid with a trophy. Oh. Just, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. hilarious. The dude next to me, the dude next to me, I mean, he was a total stranger, but he and I were locked in on the same wavelength. Mm. Like, we were laughing at all the same shit. He was there alone. I'm like, what are you doing at Richard Jewell alone in the morning, sir? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're sketchy. You're I, he didn't have a backpack. Sketchy. I okay, did yeah, look. Backpack. He didn't have a backpack. <laughs> His backpack looked funny. That's a funny-looking backpack. If you see something, say something. I mean, a now lot of sit laughter. back, relax, and enjoy the AMC movie. I think people are just really relieved that it isn't totally serious you know so they get rolling with it and then they start to love the characters part of the laughing is a testament to the chemistry between the actors because it's sometimes it's just laughs of being relatable and that can be just as valuable as like funny jokey laughs well yeah this story is about a very ordinary guy you know who gets under the microscope and he can't you know he doesn't know how to perform i mean a lot of that humor comes from that the best line delivery from richard jewell is when sam rockwell's like do you have any guns and he just looks at him deadpan he's like this is georgia george George. (laughs) of course i have guns take my gun away but then you like walk into his room and it's like a travis bickle i got arsenal with ar-15s galore yeah Yeah. let's go to them centennial park bones let's get brother lucas out of the way brother lucas take it oof oh man so this this one was hard for me, brothers. This was a hard. You didn't want to be here. This I really, dude. And not only that, I want the I want the listeners to know I have a day job. Like I actually like True. have to commute. Yeah. And Mondays are hard. And like Monday night when you get the text that we're seeing Richard Jewell on my day off, like yeah. five days later, that's yeah. like a kick in the balls, man. It <laughs> but is. But what like, about the company you're gonna be with? I know. Does that not count for anything? I know. A supporting cast? But but when there's so many other alternate movies we can take for the team. You really think you're going to have more fun at Hidden Life than you did at Richard (laughs) Jewell? I don't know. I don't know. You knew Jewell was coming. We've been warning you. I don't know. But go ahead. This, This was not my cup of tea. We do cry for you. I definitely feel this is like a bad time in America for people to be, you know, seeing the media and the FBI because it's like our, our last real hope at democracy, you know, before fascism uh, swallows us whole. Um, Speaking to the mic. So, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> Don't drift off in a thousand yard stare. Like, I always think of humanity. I, I always think of everything yeah, in, in terms of bones. And, and, when, and when you get down to like the concept, right? That's like, get that's, down to it. That's the first bone, right? Like, what is this concept? Is this and, a new bone method? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I feel like this movie to me should be, should be a one boner. Mm. Because mm. I feel the way to make this work 
is you've got to pick a point of view and stick with it. And first of all, you can't like make Kathy Scruggs a fucking whore who's trading sex for leads when that's not true. And then like and use her real name when she's dead. So she can't defend herself. And now you got like her old colleagues trying to like fight Warner Brothers or whatever. They're also using Richard Jewell's name and he's dead. Right. Interesting. But 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 what I'm saying is like if you're going to make this particular story, (laughs) the way you frame it is you got to keep the audience guessing. Is he or isn't he? Is he or isn't he? And the only way you do that is if you tell it from Sam Rockwell's point of view from start to finish, where he's this attorney, where he thinks he knows him, he believes him, but then he's finding shit out along with the audience. And the phone phone part where he does the the payphone math. Would land harder. Like, it would totally land Mm -hmm. harder. And then later when you find out, oh, he was making pipe bombs as a child or whatever, it's like, then the audience could have doubts. Sure. Right? But if you're showing it up front. This movie's not interested in that. No. Then you have an agenda. (laughs) You have a fucking fuck your MAGA mouth agenda of the... The fake news media, the lamestream media, and the corrupt fucking shadow government, FBI, whatever the fuck. Not to be true. Like, I, I cannot accept that. So I got to give this movie a woof. This movie is Fuck you, Clint Eastwood. Whoa. Fuck you, Billy Ray. Fuck all you all for fucking, like, you know, being unethical and immoral. <laughs> making trashy. Ca- making ma- making Kathy Scruggs out to be something she's not. That's the fucked man, up. The that's somebody's, that's somebody's daughter or mother, and, like, she's a fucking villain. You know, fuck you. The yeah. hothead's making a yeah. stand. I mean, hey, listen, you're you're entitled to your woof always, always, and uh, we celebrate you for it. <laughs> Brother Nathan, counterpoint. Oh, okay, you're okay. gonna go woof. What so, are you gonna do? So I'm listening to you guys. I'm hearing your your comments about his agendas and and whatnot. I mean, this is a very conventionally made film, like completely conventional. Yes, the way he presents the material. I not knowing the outcome, I felt engaged, and I also felt that he did play it a little bit like he would. You know, possibly this guy was had this agenda, and possibly he is lying to everyone. So, the persecuted hero that that Eastwood returns to in his yes, movie Sully, and, and Sully was very a lot more clear cut and a lot less interesting than this movie. I think he was supported by an incredible cast for what it was. I think Sam Rockwell. I mean, he, he always makes these nothing roles into something worth watching and he's always decorated so i thought he was excellent and also the connection between the mom i, I mean i I'm, I'm loving the performances yeah. this is kind of a movie where it, uh this is like a holiday movie for me this is something <laughs> that like you would see you you get forced to see during yes. the holiday and you're you come out you're like hey a couple your of chuckles your parents loved it they love it they're coming out and and everyone's <laughs> like had a good time and they go you go have dinner at chili's or whatever <laughs> Uh, so there, to me, to me, this is very conventional. I don't want to look too deep. I kind of, I always admire Eastwood's eye for finding material. Sure. I feel like he, he has a good mind for that. And sometimes they really fly and sometimes they just fly on the rails, uh, or, or, or nice, a nice train on the rails sometimes. So this one was very unpretentious in a lot of ways. It was well shot. I'm giving it two and a half bones. Two and a half bones. I'm almost, I, it almost was like a three bone. I'm thinking in the ward season, I was kind of right in the middle. It kind of mm-hmm. fluttered to a three, and mm-hmm. I looked over the fence at the three bones. You were looking at it. I was looking at it, uh, and I think award season, I think it's going to do well here, uh, Just, but it's not going to do the top gold. I think, it, I think it'll do really well. But I think I think um, good time at the movies. Good. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> two and a half. Brother Definitely Bishke. not a wolf for me. Brother Bishke, where are you going with this? I'm very curious. Well, coming out of 1517 oh. and, uh, <laughs> and uh, the mule, the mule, 
last year, I, I, I was very, I was, I was here for the laughs. Yeah. And, and. You were uh, the one that really shepherded this. Yeah. You were the one that really needed us to see Jewel. And I knew, and I was interested in the agenda take, like how heavy handed mm. was, was Clint going to be on, on taking out the FBI, the deep state, <laughs> take them down, the deep state. And, uh, also, um, taking out the media and he is heavy, heavy, heavy handed on that stuff. And he's not a subtle man and repetitive. Um, but I was la- like the first like half hour, like you just, if you get this streaming, just, just watch, watch the beginning, watch it up to the bombing and then, and, and then, then shut do it. Do whatever off. you want. Yeah, you can yeah. keep going if you want, but yeah, just watch. <laughs> Just After that, it's just like the FBI interviewing him over and yeah. over and over again, and yeah. I got pretty um, exhausted from it. Even though it turns into a comedy, blissfully, I'd say it thankfully, settles yeah. into a comedy. Thank, yeah, thankfully, it would have been fatal. Yeah, you could you could chop off the last half hour. The least. movie never really comes more alive than when Sam Rockwell and Paul uh, Hauser Wal- Walter are together playing off each other. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. as the client attorney disaster duo. Yeah. His yeah. support is great. Yeah, that's the good stuff. But yeah, Clint couldn't have timed it better to attack the FBI and the media. Quid pro fuck, qu- fuck you, Clint. Quit. Fuck you. And, and, what and, if, and like and Sam Rockwell's like secretary's Russian, which you know I guess is true. But like, like, how did a lot of these guys need How did these guys need quid pro quo? And he they define quid pro quo. How did he know to put, put you know a, a fake name on these? You know because I yeah. think uh, you just it's trash. And and M Night should be doing that too, man. That's true. Yeah, but I think both of them have hits on their hands. Right in the middle of the impeachment inquiry he is just demonizing that fbi and deep state and uh media cnn even those new york posts that got sued but anyway okay two bones two bones Mm -hmm. two bones from brother bishke nathan i think you and i were smoking the same blend smoking the jewel joint i think we both had a good time I also Shit, yeah. I also was flirting with that third bone, that dangerous yeah. third there's bone. There's a flutter there. It's there. It's a flutter. It's a flutter. Guys, there's a third bone. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not a full calcium bone. No, no, it's not. You can see through that third one, you but you can see through it. <laughs> I will give go ahead. <laughs> no, we're exact we're exactly on the same yeah, page. Yeah. I gotta give it two and a half. I yeah. enjoyed myself. If I was if I was maybe deeper in the throes of the holiday season and I was with family, maybe having some spiked nog. Christmas Day after a few other movies. Christmas Day, yeah. Like you never know where it could go. You never know how high Richard Jewell could fly. But especially to coming off of fifteen seventeen. And the mule, oh, yeah. like this is this is a masterclass compared to those two, uh, in my opinion. And I just think the performances make it consistently engaging. I really enjoyed the performances by everybody. Kathy Bates deserves Kathy to be nominated Bates, or wins nominated for everything. Supporting yeah. actress, she she got to me because like I I yeah I, I couldn't sympathize more oh, yeah, with they're her. coming in like, tearing, oh, taking her tupperware i'm mean, taking her there. underpants they say scorsese's operating at full power no kathy bates is operating at <laughs> Dude, full scorsese power. needs to make a kathy bates movie that's what he should bring do. them together <laughs> bring them together i will watch anything that they they collaborate on but that is not to say my two and a half bones is not to say that i don't recognize that we are on the brink of a fascistic mm. hellscape 
and that all of our institutions are crumbling before us and we're too medicated by good times to do anything about it. Yeah, we're in trouble, gang. We're, we're I'm, in I'm big start, trouble. I'm starting to panic a little bit with we're, the upcoming election. I mean, I don't know if you caught the headline this week, this last week, but some Russian fucko was in the White House to yes. talk to Trump about election fraud security. It's right? all happening right now. Like, I'm not making this shit up. Like, that, that should all give us fucking pause to, like, start mobilizing. And that's and why I appreciate your protest, Woof. Brother Lucas, yeah, I really yeah, do. Yeah, we hear you guys. But this movie's a good tie with the movies. <laughs> that's, that's all I gotta say. I mean, yeah, like the how bitter our hearts are coming over Eager it's, Sanctum coming out or something, you know, it, like Eastwood, baby. The movie falling apart can't can't fully break our spirits in this podcast. I have to enjoy a movie when I enjoy it. I have to I have to give it up for that Macarena sequence. Mm-hmm. I will that that alone will be the thing that sticks with me from this movie. I will see that crane shot in my dreams forevermore, <laughs> and I am very happy that we witnessed it this morning. I want to see him on a, behind the scenes on a jumbo crane. Oh, my God. I, oh, I, I mean, I, ass, it, I assume Clint wasn't even there for that. Yeah. <laughs> I would love yeah. if he was riding the camera. He's in the, he's he's in the crowd. Doing the Macarena doing the on the crane. <laughs> If he, if there's footage of Clint doing the Macarena on a camera crane, I I will die a happy man. But uh, yeah, we jeweled it, guys. We jeweled it. Jeweled it. Jeweled is Got done. Jeweled. One for the record books. We will be uh, hitting up more prestige and more mistige. And stay alive, Clint. Stay alive. Give us a few more. We just retire give already. Us, give dude. us a decade. You have a family. <laughs> got one more decade. One more decade. One more decade. One more decade. When his picture although hits Twitter. USA, there's a USA chin. I, I have one last bit of Hollywood trivia that's kind of like obscure and Ooh. fucking weird. And what I could be got? wrong. What but do you I got? think I remember one of Clint Eastwood's daughters. Mm like five or six years back was in Vegas with one of Jonah Hill's brothers. Interesting. And the two of them were partying so hard that they got married. Like wow. they literally got married and then it was annulled like three days later. Like Clint the next made day. sure of it. Clint, yeah, yeah. Clint dropped in and got, took care of that. That's good. You're bursting at the Those seams. Are good ones. Those are good nuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So someone should Google that and fact check that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that happened. Brother yep. Nathan, thank you for being on thank the Clint squad with us. Yes. Any Clint movie, I'll be there. I this guess. is the Clint squad, y'all. And uh, we're going to follow him for one more decade, the last decade of his life. We're yeah. going to watch every movie that he does. <laughs> should we? Can we take odds right now? Can we place bets? How many more? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> will he die on set making a movie, mm, or will nah. he die like not making a movie? Like fall because he makes them once or twice a year. <laughs> so you're right. Like he's already think, got one. I think coming. it's a fifty percent chance. I think he's going to have an unfinished symphony. I'm going to. I'm yes. going to put, yeah. put money. Like I'm going to put. Yeah. I'm going to put money. Bradley Cooper will finish it for him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put money that Clint, when he does die, will die like John Candy, and that's on a set somewhere, like working. Yeah. Guaranteed. He'll yeah. go to sleep and not wake up. And the yeah, you're right. Cooper will step in and finish it. Let's <laughs> let's mark that. I think I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So we'll loop back on this. <laughs> When that fateful day for, comes. For the Obed episode. But for now, each one is the last. Each like we one take is it the in last. as the we last. Savor it. I really thought Mule was going to be last. Yeah. Mule would have been a hell of a movie. It was a production, and we saw a poster, and it was out. But we got Jewel, y'all. We got Jewel. Leave us a review on iTunes. You like this? You like what we're doing for you? You like that we're seeing Richard Jewel at 10 a.m.? <laughs> Come on. Ya. Let's hear from you. Let us know. Let us know you're out there. We love you. 
And uh, take care of yourselves, y'all. The world's getting nasty. But it's always warm in the edge. And if you see a suspicious package, you know. Funny backpack. Yeah, you should probably report it. Because, I mean, there's so many jokers out there now. Just right. looking for headlines. Bishki. See something, say something. <laughs> That's right. Love and light. Love and light. When the dance they call me Magarena And the boys they say que soy buena They all want me, they can't have me So they all come and dance beside me Move with me, chant with me And if you could, I'll take you home with me Alla tu cuerpo, alegría, Magarena Que tu cuerpo es pa' dar la alegría y cosa buena Alla tu cuerpo, alegría, Magarena Eh, Magarena Bala tu cuerpo, alegría, Macarena, que tu cuerpo es pa' dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Bala tu cuerpo, alegría, Macarena, eh, Macarena. Schritzba.